Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome, everyone, to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse and myself are just covering the life of Darcy Castro. So, Jesse, set the stage for us. So, Darcy Castro is a writer, creator, and an advocate. She is an experienced pageant queen with a heart of gold, and amongst her pageantry success, has won the Elite National American Woman of Service 2019. 2019. Yep. Darcy became quite the successful pageant competitor in her time competing as a Miss, winning several local titles. After taking some time off to focus on her career and her family, she returned to the pageant stage in her 40s and won her first national title. Yep. She's a mother of four who devotes her time to her family, her work as a marketing communications consultant and professional writer into her community. And she has dedicated copious amounts of her time to serving her community in many ways and has received numerous awards for her efforts. And we'll learn about those. Yeah. Darcy is now an advocate for helping children with parents diagnosed with a brain tumor as Darcy's father suffered with a brain tumor when she was younger. She has now written a detailed book about her experiences to help children ages seven through 13 years old who may be experiencing similar circumstances. Darcy's other platform is focused on respecting ourselves and our community and using her talents as a professional writer and her time in pageantry. She has created podcasts and podcasts and a blog called Cultivating Respect. Darcy's childhood might not be what you consider the most pure years of her life. At the 11 years old, Darcy remembers taking a family photo just days before her father had to have a brain surgery to remove a portion of his brain tumor. And this is not the ideal life growing up for a young girl. And she remembers her father having seizures and memory issues. And the biggest challenge Darcy faced was how to cope with her own emotions surrounding her father's illness. Oh, I cannot imagine. Because at that age, right? Like your parents are the rock. It's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, your dad can beat up anyone and protect you. And like your mom is the most gracious woman on the planet. And like she can make any boo-boo go away. And Mm -hmm. to have to deal with that has got to be really challenging. Oh, and I'm sure she had to step up in her home as well Yeah, uh, to kind of counteract to support her mother and her father in other ways. Yeah, it probably helped develop a lot of leadership in her too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if your parents are doing that, you become a little bit more independent and like, okay, I just got to maybe compensate because like your parents aren't there for you as they typically would be in another household. But she probably right. didn't know that at the time. She was just like, well, okay, it is what it is. And exactly, I'm just going to take care of this. So, yep. So through these difficult times, she knew that she wanted to use her story and writing skills to help others navigate their emotions in similar circumstances. Yep. She attended Beaverton High School and then Portland State University, where she graduated with honors in public relations and marketing. And she specializes in nonprofit and service-based organizations. And one of um, a really impressive work-related success that she had was being the special events coordinator for Leukemia Lymphoma Society and assisted with fundraising campaigns that grossed over $350,000. Amazing. While her career Mm -hmm. is important to Darcy, her family is even more important. She is married to a Lieutenant Colonel Juan Castro, a pilot in the U.S. Air Force, and together they have four children. Darcy is a wonder woman of all mothers, and she is also the vice president of the board of the new Fairfield Soccer Club, volunteers at her community thrift store, and organizes local drives for local shelters and veterans groups. 
And her background in writing also propelled her to write a book, a blog, and a podcast. And she provides pro bono writing services to military service members transitioning to the civilian workforce, which is such an important role and like serious kudos to taking that on because it is a really difficult transition. And I think we've seen that in mental health struggles across the country. So I love that she's doing that. Mm. Other awards as listed on her website is Junior Women's Club of El Paso Provisional Member of the Year, serving as a two-time president of Catholic Mothers Council, exclusive private event staff serving dignitaries such as President George W. Bush, Mexican President Vincent Fox, and Arizona Attorney General uh, Janet Napolitano. And she was twice elected to serve as a student ambassador representing Portland State University at high visibility events, leading a public awareness campaign to save the Rockwell County Library and dancing with both the McKenzie Dance Company and Tier Nanag Irish dancers. Wow. So growing up, Darcy always dreamed about competing in a pageant, and she would see the beautiful women in gowns and crowns and wanted to be a part of the experience. And this memory was in early as early as the fourth grade when she received an invitation to compete at American co-ed pageants. And unfortunately, Darcy's parents did not share the same excitement when it came to pageantry. They said to her, you're not that kind of girl which she never really understood. And since Darcy was too young to have her parent too young to have her parents' permission, her dream of being a pageant queen would have to wait. And this is not the case for Darcy, this coaching moment that I'm about to drop, but I've heard it a lot. Um, and I wanna let everyone listen know like your tribe does defines your vibe. So what I mean by that is if you have um, people around you that are saying, Why would you ever enter a pageant? You could never win a pageant that's going to become deep inside of you and you're going to start to believe that. I have personally had clients who have had had family members tell them that there's no way they'll ever win a pageant when they've already decided to enter one. And I have worked diligently with that person to try to reverse their self-esteem, determine like, oh my gosh, you are worthy of this title. Look at all you've done. Look at how far you've come because that's the kind of positive energy you need to compete to enter a pageant because there's already judges and there's already critics you can't have the people closest to you be that type of voice. You have to surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you and help build you up. Right. And gosh, if you could just learn this this one thing to those of you listening, it will really change your life that people can only talk to you from their perspective. And if they don't believe that they are the type of person that could ever do a pageant, that's why they're telling you that you cannot win a pageant. Or if they don't believe they could ever build something great or be the chairman of this nonprofit or help raise $100,000, it's because they lack the belief that they could ever do that. And how in the world could you do it if they don't – or how in the world could they believe that you could do it if they don't believe that they could do it? And also, like, there's this whole thing. that There's a book. It's called The Dream Giver. It's written by Bruce Wilkinson. And he talks – a lot about this and the other kinds of people that you meet on your way to pursue and to achieve your dreams, I'd really recommend that you read it because, again, someone cannot talk to you outside of their own perspective or their own belief about what they are capable of. Yeah, yeah so that was The Dream Giver by Bruce. By Bruce Wilkinson. And you can okay. find it on Amazon and all that. Um, what, what I do, because... Um, I don't have those people so much in my life anymore because I've cut them out. And, but when I first started 
to pursue dreams that were bigger than what I was even believing. They were that in that incubation stage. Um, I, when they spoke negatively to me about that, or they had something that transitioned into the seed of doubt, um, I just made an internal commitment that I wouldn't talk to them about it anymore, or I would just give very fluff answers. So, oh, how's that pageant thing going? They would ask me. It's going good. And then I just changed the subject because like you don't want to, the Bible says you don't want to cast your pearls um, before swine. So you don't want to cast your dreams in front of people that are just going to walk all over them, right? Because if you gave pearls to a pig, they're all in the mud and they don't know any different from anything. So they'll just try to eat it. They're not going to be able to swallow it. So they spit it out and then they'll just walk all over it. And it's the same way with, with other, these other people. So just, you know, choose to protect your dreams and only share them with people that's going to encourage you. Yeah. And we, we've done several podcasts about the type of people you need to surround yourself with and you a hundred percent need the unconditional supporter. And that's a person that is probably going to, at the end of the pageant, like the pageant, even if you tripped on stage, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, you should have won because they love you that much yeah. and they don't see anything negative about you. You a hundred percent need that person and then you need the um, constructive criticism person that loves you, but isn't totally blind to your shortcomings that can help you in a sensitive way. That's not, oh, your walk is terrible. You're never going to win this pageant. It's, you know, you're, you had a great start. Here's what you could do to be better. And then so you pair that kind of like that spin with that unconditional supporter and the two together will help you succeed. So you need those two personalities specifically in your corner. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I lost it. So, all right. If I think about it, I'll come back around to it. But I was going to say one other thing. Um, All right. So Darcy's dream. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say about Darcy, you know, because like this, like Darcy experienced this like from her parents, but like think of all the things that her parents were dealing with at the time. And this could be true of the people that when they're talking to you, it's because there's so much other stuff going on in their life. And I'm not even saying that this was Darcy's parents and all the disclaimers and all that, but like, if your husband is dealing with a brain tumor and then your daughter's like, can we compete in a pageant? And you're thinking about the medical expenses, the stress associated with that. And it's like, sweetie, like not now. <laughs> Bad right. time. That's totally fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. I mean, you're stressed out about these things over there and pageants. You just don't even have the capacity to wrap your mind around it. You've never competed. You don't know anybody else that has, you know, just not, not right now. You're right. So yeah, it could also valid. be that. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So Darcy's dream of competing in a pageant went dormant until she was 19 years old. She had a friend who was competing in pageants, and she watched a friend compete for Miss Washington County and then at Miss Oregon. And now Darcy was in college and decided that competing in a pageant was something she definitely had to do. And since Darcy was a college student, she focused her energy and efforts on the Miss America system. Darcy won the title of Miss Portland 1996, which allowed her to compete at Miss Oregon pageant. Although she didn't win, she placed as a semifinalist, won the talent award, and was an academic achievement winner. Darcy also proceeded to win three other local titles and was able to graduate graduate uh, Portland State University debt-free thanks to the scholarship money that she won. And yeah, that is 100% why a lot of people enter pageants in the first place. And many of us do not end up as um, on the right side financially as Darcy. So like even more props to like recognizing the need and making it happen. So her other local pageant titles included winning Miss Washington County, Miss Metro Area, and Miss Mount Hood. And those are 
the years 97, 98, and 99. And she then changed her direction with pageantry to direct the Miss Portland Scholarship Program. And she was able to guide her very first title holder, which this is so exciting, Katie Harmon, all the way to winning Miss America in 2001. And I remember that pageant. And it was the first time Miss America was from Oregon. And we've done podcasts about this too, Stephen, where it's like, you know, if being a contestant isn't your thing and you love the industry, directing is a great choice. And like the very first time she will train Miss America. Yeah. And Katie Harmon is one of those classic t- Miss America. Players. Yeah. That you, you know that like, oh my gosh, like when you meet her, you're like, hi, Katie. You know, it was, yeah. So she's just one of those, those timeless uh, title holders. It was really cool that Darcy was behind that. Mm-hmm. So after almost a 20-year hiatus in pageantry, Darcy stepped back on stage to represent Connecticut at the American Woman of Service pageant. The American Woman of Service pageant is dedicated to community service, I mean, right up her alley, right? Mm-hmm. That empowers women across the country to be the best version of themselves, to share the love for community involvement with others, and to promote anti-bullying at all ages and stages of life. And I will provide a link in the show notes to this particular pageant. So if it's interesting to you, or if you want to read more about it, you can click on that and then contact the director directly through our portal. And as a reminder, not a sponsored podcast at all. Yes, not. So we are not getting anything from uh, either Darcy or the system. So um, this is a huge coaching moment because age is just a number And if a contestant or if you listening limit your opportunities to winning a crown and title when you're a certain age, you may never realize your full potential. Or you may have had this dream that's been like sitting on the sidelines all along. And while like Miss and Teen categories typically have more publicity, higher attendance rates, impressive prize packages, there are still so many other opportunities that can still be had as a Ms. or a Mrs. or an elite. And Darcy may never have won the Elite National American Woman of Service Award if she had only referred to pageants as a thing of the past. So like, it's never too late to make a change in your own life and make a difference in others. And especially in the VIP membership program, there, Stephen, we have so many contestants above the age of 35. They're like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. And I'm at this age of my life where I finally can. And it is like, yes, girl, like you got this. Yeah. And pe- I think people grow up watching pageants and they they see both sides, like the negative and the positive, And finally, like, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. And it is so empowering. So, yeah, it's never too late to give it a try, whether it's your first time or you competed years ago and you still love it. Like, get back in the game. Do you know what's the oldest contestant we've had go through the vip membership um i want to say 72 <laughs> and that just rings a bell specifically because i remember this person so well uh-huh. but um that's awesome it is awesome like i mean we have a we have several people over the age of 40 right now i would say like a handful or more do, do you remember the youngest two two so from two to 72 yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah um <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's going to kill me that I don't remember her name. Um, but she was Miss Arkansas Pr- Princess, and she I would, I would, we did walking sessions with her, and <laughs> we did a sticker chart. So I was emailing back and forth with her mom to figure out what would work, and we're like, you know what, Like, get a pack of her favorite stickers, and then you decide what the reward or the end result will be if she gets them out of stickers. And that's how we worked on her walking pattern. Oh, that's such a creative idea. It was that's, so fun. Yeah. So, all right, to go back to um, Darcy and like your Reagan, whole... Reagan Thompson was her name. Ah, is like... her name. And she's so much older now. <laughs> it is fun to watch them guy like, grow up, like mm-hmm. to see girls that started competing in like Nam and then they kind of go up. And um, 
so uh, going back to Darcy, I was talking with my, my brother-in-law who, um, interestingly enough, my dad has a small like construction company and he invests primarily in real estate now, but very small crew. So um, at the time there was three people, uh, my brother-in-law being one of them. And like, seriously, my dad fired my brother-in-law. Just fired him because he was just like he was causing too much friction in the like in the company and my brother-in-law he's kind of an abrasive uh, personality which i just love him the pieces and <laughs> we laugh about it i'm like gosh you are such a jerk and he was like i know i'm like i love it um <laughs> but anyway so he like it was really it was kind of, i mean imagine firing your sister's husband it was just really awkward there for a while but i would joke with him of course and be like hey <laughs> you know of course I mean, dad offering you unemployment all that stuff um so he then went to work at lowe's and started working there and within four years made his way and now he has his own store in lowe's making like i mean like making really good money so uh, like multiple six figures like for a store so he went from basically working uh part-time with my dad to six figures uh, multiple six figures with a store right but the the issue was and i've seen this a lot with other people so if you're not winning in a particular pageant the reason why i'm sharing the story is sometimes like in the case of my brother-in-law you're this really big fish this big personality with big leadership skills and you're being placed in a very small organization. Like, so you're a really big fish in a really small pond because you're living in like a puddle and everywhere you try to swim or move, you're just like knocking over things, knocking over people. You're just like, you're basically too big for the small goal that you've set for yourself. And it's basically God's way of like, you need to increase the size of your goals. So when you put the same fish, Jacob, my brother-in-law's name, take him out of that puddle and you drop him in a multi-billion dollar organization, he rides to the top. And four years is like almost unheard of. There's only a, a handful of people who've done it in that short amount of time because he literally went from part-time employee to having his own store in four years. So That's incredible. Yeah. So again, you take that same big fish, you drop him in a massive ocean of opportunity, which was Lowe's, and then he goes right to the top. So it's the same with you and like with the dreams that you have. If you're not working in a particular organization and you just feel like, gosh, how can I not win this? Like, <laughs> I'm like overqualified for this like title. How am I not winning or succeeding? And the problem is you probably are overqualified. So shoot for a bigger title. Go for something more. And we talk about Crystal Stewart a lot who was not able to win her local title in Texas. But you put her at Texas USA and she won that and then won Miss USA. Right. So I think a lot of that, like that can be totally illustrated in evening gown selection. If you were to wear an evening gown, like I can't think of an example off the top of my head, which is rare for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Diana Mendoza, uh, Miss Universe 2012, maybe she was from Venezuela, yellow dress. She spun that dress all over the stage. And for Miss Universe, the showmanship level is there and it worked. If you spun that much in your local pageant, they'd be like, what in the world? Right. So it's just to your point, Stephen, it's like you have to be prepared for the stage you're on, but don't downplay yourself for th that stage. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. Great. Great lesson. Cool. Um, all right. So it's my time. So <laughs> Darcy took home the title of Elite National American Woman of Service in 2019, along with an impressive amount of other awards. 
These included the Director's Award, Eric um, Medarosa's Memorial Foundational Award, Presidential Service Award, Overall Interview Award, Photogenic Winner, Personal Platform Award, Positive Pageantry Writing Winner, American Theme Wear Winner, and Fitness Winner. Not bad for a 42-year-old mom with four kids. Right. And sometimes we won't know why challenging times and family illness occur in our lives until we have the opportunity to help others that go through the same experiences, which is how Darcy made the best of her situation. And she describes her platform as being twofold. Her advocacy for children with parents with a brain tumor has led her to write a children's book and journal. The book is called How I Feel About My Dad's Brain Tumor. The book has a medical glossary with terms described for children's ages 7 through 13 years of old. And the thing about this book is that it gives kids an area to journal and reflect on their own feelings. Darcy knows that through her own experiences, she has had difficult time expressing her own emotions about her father's illness. She wants her book to be a conversation and an outlet for children and their families and to talk about their emotions related to a parent with a brain tumor. Really sweet. Mm -hmm. And Darcy's goal is to give out a free book to every child who has a parent who is diagnosed with a brain tumor by networking and connecting with neuro-oncologists, clinical social workers, and family therapists across the country. Yeah, and she also has a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast dedicated to cultivating respect, which is her personal platform towards helping others cultivate respect in their lives and in their surrounding community. And she began that that platform, Cultivating Respect, to promote the American Women of Service national platform, The Crown Cares, and CARES is an acronym that stands for Creating a Respectful Environment in Society. And this is why Darcy chose to compete in the American Women of Service pageant in the first place, because self-care is very important to loving ourselves and loving others, and her podcast and blog features posts on anti-bullying, fear, community service, and self-love. Through her speaking and writing skills, which have allowed her to write a book, a podcast, and a blog, Darcy is able to share ways to develop and foster positive and respectful communities that accept and promote community service. And it's no surprise that the next elite national American Woman of Service has big shoes to fill. It is a title awarded to a woman that has completely immersed herself in her personal platform and advocacy work. And this is why Darcy Kasher was the perfect representative in 2019. Yeah, and Darcy has proven that she is truly is the COO of her life, the chief of everything. And she can be a mom, a pageant queen, a businesswoman, a community volunteer, and still be your own person all at the same time. Darcy is also the perfect example that age does not limit opportunity. While she is enjoying life now with her family in Connecticut, who knows what she'll be doing next. If you enjoyed learning about Darcy and want to cultivate respect in your life, you can check out her blog and podcast on her website, DarcyCastro.com, which I'll link to in the show notes. And we'll end, as always, with words from Darcy herself. She said, why a pageant in my 40s? I just had to stop hiding behind what was holding me back and go all in. So here I am, four kids, many moves, and a career in nonprofit marketing under my belt. Time to get back to my roots and dig out the rhinestones. No one's getting any younger, and there's no time like the present. Take a look at what is holding you back. Identify it. Name it then let it go. Live your life to the fullest and take care of yourself so you can love others with clarity and purpose. Yeah. And if you'd like to be featured contestant in our next podcast, like Darcy was today, 
Create a contestant profile with your information, hidden facts, and what makes you special. Then email support at pageantplanet.com with a podcast title, podcast feature, so we can review your profile and we'll let you know within 24 hours after you submit if you are scheduled. So also a special shout out to Maria Giorlando for doing the research. And congratulations to Karina Patel of New York, who is our featured VIP member for today's episode. And thank you all for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or for ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time, take care. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.